Hi, Rising Tribe. Welcome to the Free Riders Dungeon, a blog and podcast that delves into the world of writing and entertainment. I'm your host, Greg Diggs, and here you'll find a variety of segments and stories that explore the craft of writing, other forms of media, and everything in between. Join us as we journey through the realm of words and imagination and discover the magic of storytelling. Whether you're an aspiring creator, a fan of literature, or simply love a good tale, the Free Riders Dungeon is the place for you. So get comfortable, and don't forget to subscribe. Hey Tribe, thank you for joining me in the Free Riders Dungeon today. I uh, just want to let you know before we get started, I do have my little co-host with me, my son. So of course, if you uh, hear any disturbances or I get sidetracked, you know the normal stuff. Um, I apologize, but of course, my father first, and I appreciate you guys for your understanding. Now, uh, some some things I kind of wanted to get out of the way uh, before we dive into everything. So uh, first, if you go to freeridersdungeon.blog, uh, you'll be able to see our linker page. And from there, uh, you can become a Tribesman member today. Uh, you'll have exclusive offers and content throughout the entire year for uh, the small price of five bucks a month. Uh, so make sure that you guys check that out. There's a lot of neat stuff that we're offering, especially whenever it comes to the online store and everything we have to offer there. And of course, the online store is going to be expanding more here pretty soon. Just like to do some extensive research on the um, the uh, outlets that we're using, so that way we can assure you know uh, great quality, you know stuff, and also service all around. Um, one thing I'll say as well is that uh, you can still check out Beware the Man Mongrel on Global Comics for free right now. There's my first comic book. Um, just to give a little bit of a tidbit on that one, I am currently working on the compendium instead of just releasing the fourth issue. I'm going to just release it alongside the compendium so that way I can knock it out in one good go. Um, it's mainly just because everything had to be reformatted anyway. Um, so that way, because um, you know, right now it kind of is a, more of a web comic than a traditional comic. So with me um, reformatting, that's going to put it in a more traditional, um, you know, a uh, I, don't, I feel like I keep saying format, but it's going to put it in a traditional format. And from there, that's where it'll be easier to put it to print and everything like that. So um, working on that right now, um, I'm actually updating the story to I'm not going to give too much away, but I'm updating it to kind of, I guess, do an honorable step away from AI uh, with it still servicing the story and everything because there are some some characters uh, pretty much the entire world itself um, I had a lot to, to build into but like I said we're creating an entire omniverse so um, it's not the only universe that we have in creation it's not the only one that uh, you know I might have some similarities to you know other universes but you guys will be able to see everything that's going on with that, with the story update and everything. Um, you're able to check out the first couple of pages on uh, Global Comics and our uh, our magazine, the FWD Comics magazine. And uh, I want to say it's under the first issue, if my memory serves me correct. Um, but I think you guys will really enjoy, uh, you know, the, the comics that is currently there, the comic that's to come, because I am excited about these updates. Um, honestly, I just had to recently come up with it and it's mainly just because of the fact that, uh, 
I knew with this step away, like I said, since there's certain characters and stuff that I really wanted to continue on with with their creation, with their you know flourishment and everything, and um, I don't want it to be confusing for any of the readers or anything like that. So I think with the direct the direction that it's currently going in, um, I think fans are gonna love it. And I think you guys in general are just gonna love it, even just the common consumers. Um, it's, it's it's amazing, man. I, I'm throwing a, a lot into this, um, but you guys will see. You guys will see. I'm not gonna say too much about it because I don't want to give too much away. Uh, now, outside of that, I will say that you guys are gonna want to stay in tune with us. So make sure that you subscribe because we do have our uh, celebrity guest interviews coming up. Um, I kind of prolonged them just a little bit. I could have knocked at least one or two out of the way. I'm not going to lie. But it's just because I'm in the process of moving right now. And um, with that, honestly, I everything is like chaos right now. So so I can't imagine trying to pull that off at the moment with uh, with everything that's going on. Because my, my entire place is in disarray at the moment. But um, as of right now, especially for you guys, podcast subscribers, just want to let you know the uh, the two people that we're currently looking at that I am aiming to be able to get done here pretty soon is both, uh, you guys know, John Swayze and this guy, he was the voice actor for, he, he did a lot of different stuff. Most of these guys do stuff in anime, um, just in animation or just film in general and also in um, video games. So, of course, John, he was, uh, like, Death and Soul Eater. He was All for One in My Hero Academia. He done so much, so much stuff. He just goes way back. You know, he's a veteran. And then you also have, um, I was going to save it for later, but, you know, exciting news. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, Amari Williams, he also uh, agreed to be on as well. And, uh, you know, he also did a, a lot of different voice work from a lot of stuff that's... Um, in the sports shows and stuff that you guys are looking at. He also was in uh, also does Wrath is August. You know, he did a lot of different things, man. And uh, he was also most recently in Starfield. So, you know, look out for that. Because I want to say these guys are the, the first two that I'm aiming to knock out. And um, especially whenever it comes to, like, you know, hectic schedules and everything like that, I made sure that... Uh, know we'd be able to secure our spots to some degree so um if anything i would say please submit whatever questions that you may have for john swayze or um amari williams because i already have of course our questions that you know we're gonna answer or answer we're gonna ask in this or these particular interviews but we want to make sure that the fans also are able to you know ask these burning questions that they may have or anything like that let it be about you know the shows and stuff that they're in um or you know their their daily lives or you know just about you know how to get into voice acting in general you know it's something that has recently interested me as well so of course i, I have <laughs> a butt ton of questions where i'm trying to make sure to keep it short and concise as far as like not having like 30 of them i'm trying to blast with these guys you know so I'm making sure I leave you guys some room to ask your questions. So if you go on to freeridersdungeon.blog, uh, you'll be able to go ahead and, um, you know, submit your questions to the contact us form 
or if you go to the linker page that's also on our home website uh, you'll be able to see that you can give us a voice message that we can put on the podcast as well so we can feature you on here while we talk to you know our celebrity guests so make sure that you look at you know every every page that we do have available on our home website being a freeriders blog because we have a lot of awesome different resources for you guys to use and abuse um, from reading recommendations to writing prompts whatever you guys need we provide it um i will also say we have a few episodes coming up where i will have um some guests on kind of speaking to you guys about a few different things uh, honestly massively different than each other but i think you guys will enjoy it all the same um so right now i'm looking at getting christopher curtis the creator of a manga called jazz that recently released and also has a, a kickstarter uh, for a second issue that is currently out um well ongoing i believe but uh, we're gonna have a conversation with him coming this weekend it's gonna be a surprise episode so i hope you guys will enjoy that and next week we'll also be talking to joe a owner from casa de mota in san antonio texas it's a dispensary and we will be over there sampling products and we will also just be talking to him just about the, the cannabis business and of course nerdy stuff in general honestly i've been going to this place for like years so um joe you know his father peter they're really good people you know art and you know everyone else that's with it they're really awesome um they're very knowledgeable very knowledgeable and i think that you guys will come to enjoy our conversations uh just as much as i you know enjoy them as well so make sure that you look out for that guys like i said there'll be surprise episodes i honestly have to move our post days to fridays just for scheduling issues um it this kind of more or less seems like more people are available towards the tail end of the weekend versus like thursday which it's weird i admit it's weird posting on thursdays <laughs> like it's a little backwards for me but i think that's because i was used to you know posting on fridays for over a year of course i'm playing with toys but uh like i said guys you guys will uh really come to enjoy the stuff that we have going on just know that we're going to move our post days to fridays and uh, everything will stay the same from there i'm sorry that we had to kind of flip flop back and forth um it's just something that uh I, i recently had to adjust to just talking to a lot of these different guys from independent creators and these celebrities just kind of seeing when they're available it's all usually on friday which i would think is the opposite right i, I think i'd figure everybody's busy on like a friday but hey <laughs> you know it is what it is so uh with that being said like i said guys uh just to close it off uh check out freeridersdungeon.blog to get all your information we're going to be updating the website here pretty soon so you guys will be seeing a lot of different awesome news staying in the know with everything the best way to stay involved is to subscribe to the podcast or subscribe to the website or best of all subscribe to them both um now i will say there are a few things that i did want to talk about here today honestly i had a lot of things on my mind as i was kind of scrolling through social media seeing a lot of different um a lot of different posts just about marvel and and dc stuff like that 
Like, I remember one of the things that I saw was that this upcoming, um, you know, the Marvel's movie was supposed to be the MCU's lowest budget film at like 130 million. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's that's crap. The movie's going to be trash, yada, yada, yada. I, I wanted to give my own iteration of what I think that means. And it's just based off of what I've seen and how their content is going so far. Personally, what I believe is if put yourself in, in their shoes like of a CEO, if I had a bunch of IPs that kept flopping one after another, you know, let it be because of the voice effects artists or, you know, because I'm sorry, not the voice effects artists, because the video effects artists or um, anything, you know, of the sort, usually please stop I'm sorry I was losing my train of thought because he keeps trying to climb me but um if you keep spending like you know 300 million 200 million on these movies and you're not getting that return you'll start to notice that you're just pouring you know all this money into a hole that you're slowly but surely going to get back through streaming but it's really just like a penny a stream you know what I mean so it yeah you're going to get some of it back but it's going to take time Exactly, son. But I feel like if I had a lot of fa- uh, recent failures, then yeah, I probably wouldn't want to risk even more millions on something that I'm probably not going to get a good return on. So what I would do is find ways to cut corners. More or less, I would go towards practical effects. I feel like those have the best reactions for the actors because they don't really have to rely as much on imagination. And on top of that, it it just suits better for, I think, effects in general, especially if you use a combination of practical effects and CGI. I really feel like it kind of holds up on its own. Um, but I favor practical effects over anything. <laughs> You're strange, son. But uh, I think with a budget of $130 million, from what they were saying, like, yeah, they wanted to focus on, like, quality you know what I mean? Yeah, you need to stay back from there, man. They said they wanted to focus on quality. But I don't really feel like it's that. Son, no. Stop. But I don't really feel like it's that. What I feel like is they're afraid to take the risk. So instead of taking that risk with it, they try to you know cut as many corners as they possibly can to maximize their return. Because uh, 130 million is probably more attainable to reach than you know 300 of their previous IPs. You know, especially if you look at like Ant-Man: Quantumania, like most of their stuff, especially whenever it comes to their box office openings, it's really just because of hype, and a lot of people don't really know how to kind of process thought or like contain themselves. To be completely honest, like for instance, if I see that they're coming out with a I don't know, like a Wonder Man movie. I'm not going to be like, oh, I got to see this. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be, nah. I'm going to be like, that's cool that they have a Wonder Man movie coming, but I need some evidence behind, you know, why this is going to be good. You know, like there's a lot of people that have this thing of wanting to see their characters on screen and just being satisfied with that versus seeing their characters represented on screen like how you you either seen them in comics or whatever and 
you know, it being a good story, you know, it, it actually holding up on its own. And I, I feel like that's the main problem right now. And I mean, like I told you guys before, it's, it's hard to really appease fans in general, just cause we're like the hardest critics. So for instance, like I told you guys, uh, when it comes to DC movies, um, you know, they do have a lot of good animated movies and stuff, but uh, whenever it comes to their live action, it's just the writing, the execution, it isn't the same. And there are a lot of times to where their stuff is very, or their content, or their content as far as the movies and stuff, it becomes very predictable. And um, it's mainly because they stick to the source material. And because of that, it really undercuts any sort of suspense or anything like that if you're already familiar with the story. If anything, it's just exciting to be able to see it, you know, reenacted, you know, instead of based off imagination. But whenever it does come down to it, yes, um, it is ultimately predictable. Like, I knew exactly what to expect from Aquaman. I got that. I knew what to expect from Shazam, and I got less than that. Like, it's, there's a lot of different movies that are just like that, you know? And whenever it comes to Marvel, um, because they don't stick to their formulas, of course, they piss off their core fans who are familiar with these storylines and wanted to see them actually, you know, enacted. And we don't get that. And the storylines that they do decide to carry on with in comparison to the source material are utter bullshit, to be complete honest. And it's, it's a sad thing because you would kind of figure that, like, especially with their modeling, at least with the MCU, with their modeling, their whole universe behind is a, a failed comic book universe that they actually killed off. Um, and it's funny because you would think that they wouldn't repeat the same mistakes as they did. And I think I told you guys on a previous episode as well, like they're repeating a lot of different mistakes that, you know, uh, the, the comic books or these comic book creators had made in the past. And I think it's interesting because I was thinking about it somewhat in the past, but it really kind of dawned on me while I was watching this documentary and I was like, damn, like they didn't even address it. They were addressing something else, but it still applied to what's going on with this. And I was like, damn, that's insane. So one of the things they were talking about was how um, it was a DC documentary. So they were saying how with the, the new 52 and everything, um, it basically was to help like appease core fans that were into their old comics, but also have a starting point for new, uh, you know, uh, comic book advocates and stuff like that, you know? And with that, um, you know, with that new entry point, of course the stories weren't the same or anything like that, but it, it wasn't as convoluted, you know, like if you wanted to be able to know what was going on in the recent comic book, you had to at least read back like all of these different, you know, issues and comic book lines in order to understand this grand event, you know, or else you're just going to be thrown into it and you're not going to know what the hell is happening, but it looks cool, you know? And... I, I feel like that's what Marvel is slowly but surely getting into. It's like you can't really just pick up on the movie anymore if you wanted to. 
just like, oh, I might just watch Doctor Strange, or I might just go watch the first Iron Man. Like, I remember, like I said, I told you guys before, I remember my girlfriend, or ex-girlfriend, she actually, um, she wanted to watch, what was it? it was, I think she wanted to watch Doctor Strange too. Yeah, the Multiverse of Madness. And the only other Marvel movie that she had watched was Endgame. And I was like, why would you just start with Endgame and then just just keep moving forward? Like, that makes no sense, you know? So, um, basically, she was like, oh, you know, I want to watch the Multiverse of Madness. And I was like, okay, you know, we can try that, but it's going to take a bit. And she was like, what do you mean? I just watched Doctor Strange 1 and then, you know, go into this one. And I was like, nah, it's not that simple. Like, like now, one, like, if you... Yeah, you can go to Doctor Strange. Like, we could take the short route, but it's like, you still got to watch WandaVision and all this other stuff. And you still, like, if you watch Endgame and shit, I, I hope you watch Infinity War too, at least. Like, like, Lord, you know? So we're just going through all the movies that she would have to watch in order to understand everything that's going on in the Multiverse of Madness. And I was like, now you don't have to, to watch all these movies, but you're not going to understand the significance of everything, what Wanda lost, you know what I mean, like, what she never really had, so it, it was like, I feel like you need to understand her personal struggle, and everything up to that, like, shit, you had to go back to Age of Ultron, actually, and then on, <laughs> like, you know, so, she didn't feel like doing all that. She was like, you know, that's that's a lot of movie watching just to watch this one movie. And I was like, you know, I feel you. I could just throw you into it. I could explain some things, but it's still not going to hold the significance that I need you to have to understand. So, uh, yeah, needless to say, she never watched it. So, uh, like I said, that's just something that a uh, mistake that they're repeating that they have with, with comic books. And I think it's just interesting, man. Because who would have thought that, you know, this is where I was going in. Like, um, in that same documentary I was telling you guys about, they had this one artist, forgot his name. Uh, I had it in my phone, forgot which uh, browser I have it in. Because I use two different browsers. I, I am addicted to Google Chrome. But, <laughs> um, they had this artist that would take um, these panels from, like, his old romantic comics and stuff like that. And he would blow them up. And he might throw like um, some some random extra on it, like a couple of dots, some shit like that, some something to kind of spin it to make it his in a way. And he would resell it for like millions. And the artist that originally created these things from the comics, you know, that he was straight up stealing from, you know, they were getting pennies on the dollar. And whenever I saw that, I was like, damn, that just reminds me of how people are using AI art right now. You know what I mean? Just ripping off other people, make some changes. You know, now it's yours. You can spin that however you want it. You know, other people are getting pennies on the dollar for what they're doing. Getting your shit ripped off. So, yeah, yeah. I I felt like there were a lot of similarities with that. um, I think it was called DC Superpowered, a documentary. There were a lot of different similarities I saw from, like, back then and what's going on today. And, um, I just think it's interesting, man. Interesting in general. Uh, just because, you know, like I said, history repeats itself. It really does. In some form or fashion, it repeats itself. And it's just crazy to what degree it'll do that. 
Now, one other thing that I saw as well is that uh, Yuri Lowenthal, uh, the voice actor for Spider-Man in the video games, he wants Spider-Man to join Mortal Kombat 1. Spider-Man and Sasuke, to, to be accurate. Now, Sasuke, I feel like he would make an excellent addition. For Spider-Man, I mean, if he would be dope. He would be dope, but I feel like he wouldn't be deadly. He's not a deadly character you know what i mean so he would really be pulling punches compared to everybody else which in a way would be cool but in another way i rather have like the the variant of him that was an assassin because he was straight up just murk your ass <laughs> you know what i mean or, or even peter spiders where he's like a whole bunch of spiders like uh what was his name uh, no it was a uh, spiders man man i'm i am very high right now sorry i came back from casa de mota and they're like a dispensary, and they, they always get me twisted over there. So forgive me, forgive me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, honestly, um, I feel like Sasuke, he's already that violent and everything. It's just Peter would be holding back a little bit too much. It would be very interesting to see. Um, just because how they have the gameplay and everything now, I think it, it, it would be very awesome. And there would be a lot of hype behind it and everything. Especially if Sony wanted to be some hoes about it. Just like how they were with the uh, the Avengers game. And just have Spider-Man as DLC, the Sony exclusive. Well, I think uh, that would boost their sales, one. And two, it would piss off a lot of Xbox players. Personally, I have both. So it don't matter to me. <laughs> but I would... Um, I don't know. Like I, In a way, I'd like to see it. In another way, I'm just like... Uh, what's, also saw that uh, DC originally had plans for a Black Manta solo film. Th that to me, I think is uncalled for. So apparently, the Aquaman uh, Lost Kingdom director James Wan he revealed Black Manta was originally supposed to get a solo film. Um, the Trench movie, uh, it was supposed to be a secret Black Manta movie, but when that didn't happen, some of the ideas have found its way into this new Aquaman movie, and they came up with the a lot of the story and uh, interesting ideas, really cool stuff that you know they could just use in you know this one. Now, personally, I feel like Black Manta he wasn't built up enough to have a solo film like yeah we had the first Aquaman and everything I've always thought that Black Manta was an interesting character I never considered him one of my favorite villains that I would say my favorite is Darkseid because that's my boy he's graceful whenever he's fighting people one hand behind his back he gonna hit you with the laser shit and then when you piss him off he gonna put his hands on you he gonna wish that he kept him behind his back <laughs> I love him. He's just dope. Whenever he comes through, he's messing everything up. Um, so I'll say, you know, that's that's why for me is reserved for Dark Side. You know, there's a few others that you know go after that, but I don't really want to get sidetracked. But as far as Black Manta, like I feel like he he could be in my top five, and they could have gave that to me if they provided him with a little bit more of a, a story. Um, I would say, like I said, for the first Aquaman movie, I got exactly what I wanted. Um, one, it was cinematically beautiful. Two, um, it was very, very predictable. And I think that's why it just kind of felt very whelming for me. Just meh. You know, just because you didn't get 
anything short of Aquaman, other than the fact that I thought it was pretty dumb every time there was a switch in tone. You know, like say that, you know, we just went to some high intense situation and we go to a more calm down area and chilled out. There always happened to be an explosion, <laughs> like every single time. And it was just funny to me because it was the second movie that I've seen Jason Momoa in where some stupid shit like that has happened. The first one was uh, Conan the Barbarian. Now, there were some scenes in that I liked, but for the most part, it was funny. Like, I could count on both hands how many times something was slowly raised in the air while another guy was screaming from a sword to a baby to a claw. Like, they always had something just, you know, and they're, they're holding it up in the air. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, why? Why so many times? And it's usually in a tone change. It's just funny to me, man. So that whole time I was just having a blast because I was like, wow, this is like bad, but it's exactly what I wanted. So, I mean, hey, you know, what can you do? It's Aquaman. <laughs> like, and that's not to downplay Aquaman because there's not a family guy that keeps trying to play him like he's a bitch, like whenever he gets out of water. But this man still has super strength in a triton. Like, he will fuck you up. <laughs> like, I dare you to make a fish joke in front of this dude. You know, out of water. Like, he'll bitch slap you to oblivion. You know, like, he's he still got the super strength, folks. <laughs> he's not Namor. Namor, he actually, like, gets empowered by the water itself. You know what I mean? Like, he needs to be somewhere around water. Aquaman don't need that. Arthur doesn't need that. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like they should have built up his character more if they were going to decide to do something major with him later. Like, it would just kind of been this random-ass film. Like, what, what the hell is this? And usually, whenever they, they decide to make... I don't want to say they. Whenever most people decide to make a film about villains or anything like that, they don't always hit the nail on the head. They, they find some sort of way to make them anti-hero instead. And that was one of the things that I hated about Venom. I was like, yeah, this is enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. It, it was fun for what it was. I got to see the true Venom in a sense, you know, the animalistic side of him, not the one they give us in Spider-Man 3, you know? So I thought that was cool, but they leaned way too much on the hero side of him, you know, and not his like, they, they just completely detached him from Peter Parker and everything. Like, he had a, a whole hatred towards him, man. Like, like they had a whole a whole chemistry, you feel me? And you just decide to do your own thing. And I get that. I get it. And they're slowly but surely, you know, bringing these characters together. So I, I can understand why they did what they did as far as, like, you know, studios and, and stuff like that. But it still brings beg, or brings it to the question, why even decide to make the content to begin with if you couldn't do it right? You know? At least that's how I feel about it. Especially whenever it came to Captain America's shield. Like, yeah. What, I would say it was Fox that owned uh, Wolverine. So yeah, they couldn't use Adamantium in the shield. But it still makes no fucking sense that Vibranium, that absorbs vibrations can have a whole shield made out of it that ricochets off walls. That outer layer of his shield was supposed to be adamantium, which makes sense. The inner layer was supposed to be vibranium, 
you know? So, I, I know I'm being just nerdy about it, and yeah, like, they couldn't do it exactly how they wanted, but it's like, you might as well just swap the other metal material for something else that's akin to adamantium, if you couldn't do it. Just like how they tried to do in the comics with the, uh, the Inhumans, whenever they couldn't use the mutants. And yeah, the Inhumans, it failed miserably. Like, even the show, it failed miserably. But it was still interesting to see. Like, yeah, we were already used to the mutants as far as uh, X-Men and everything like that. But once they sold those rights, man, and they couldn't use mutants and, and none of them. And, man, that shit was insane. That shit was insane. And, I mean, like, I, I feel like there were some good storylines in the Inhumans. It just really depends on how much you want to really nitpick. There's only one comic book right now that I was reading that I had to put down where I was like, you know what, this writing is bullshit. <laughs> like, I, I don't like this. You know, and I really try to go through it. And it's, um, excuse me, I feel like an evil villain. And I was <laughs> like, I was trying not to spit, excuse me. But, uh, <laughs> for Batman Broken City, I thought it was going to be dope. I, I like the art by Eduardo Rizzo, but um, by Brian uh, Azzarello, the writer, that boy is ass, straight up ass. Let me actually read you an excerpt from this, and I say it's ass because of, like, I see what he wanted to do and the way he wanted to do it, and that was cool, I guess. It just doesn't work out the way that you envision, like, Whenever I read this, it's very choppy. I'm trying to see where I can find this particular panel where I was like, you know what? Here it is. So this is where, after a, a whole night off, that or night off, after a whole night of work, Batman decides, you know, he goes home. He can't really sleep. He decides to work out, everything like that. And he's thinking to himself, he said, what kind of cruel is a man who would kill a boy's parents, yet leave him alive? What kind of cruel? Now, let me back up a little bit. He said, what kind of cruel is a man who would kill a boy's parents, yet leave him alive? What kind of cruel is a man who would kill a boy's parents, yet leave him alive? He just kept repeating that to himself. Of course, that's what he saw. But that sentence structure to me is just just horrible. Like I rather went like, what kind of man is cruel enough to kill a boy's parents? But what kind of cruel is a man? You feel me? Like what kind of cruel is a man who would kill a boy's parents? What kind of man is cruel enough to kill a boy's parents? And you wouldn't even have to use cruel. You could just reword it. And I could see he wanted to do something different. Like, even the way that I said it comes out a little more bland. But at least it just, it's not as choppy, man. Like, it's just weird. And there was a lot of different, you know, examples. Please don't breathe in my nostril like that, son. That was so weird. But there are a lot of different examples in this book that I could pull out where it was just like, okay, you have just these weird sentence structures and I'm not down with this. <laughs> like, you know, I appreciate the effort though, you know? And I, I don't really like putting comics down or anything like that. Um, I, I really try to give it a chance because I, I'm a very open-minded person, you know? 
And I feel like with what I read or what I was reading, I, I just could not continue on with that, man. But yeah, yeah, just honestly, I'm kind of looking at just finishing it. Because I was reading Multiversity, and I, I like the creativity and everything that's behind it, the love that's behind it all. So, uh, honestly, I was looking at finishing that. But, right now, I'm actually have to cut this episode pretty short here. Um, I was going to go on for another 10 minutes, to be completely honest with you, but one, my son is just being weird. Do you hear this? What are you doing? Well, thanks for explaining what you were doing. Now... I actually have, like, two canvases to create for uh, some voice actors that I'm meeting. Uh, I created, like, five in one day, so it was insane. Um, I'll show you guys the complete collection that I currently have right now, all the stuff that I'm about to give out, uh, because we have some stuff from Beware the Man Mongrel that I'm going to be raffling off, and then, of course, I have the stuff for the voice actors, and I want you guys to completely see everything that we have going um, honestly, I would have a crazy art collection right now if I was just tossing all these things out. But I'm glad to get them in the, the homes of these different uh, creatives and, and voice actors and stuff like that because they deserve it, man. And these guys should be celebrated just like you know, anyone and everyone would you know, feel like they necessarily should be. So... I appreciate you guys for listening in. Um, make sure that you subscribe if you already haven't. You know, like I said, you guys could be doing anything else in the world and you decide to listen in. So I really appreciate that. Every individual stream means the world to me. So thank you specifically for listening. Um, I apologize about the... <laughs> My son being so strange sometimes. But um, I appreciate you guys muscling through and everything. So... Like I said, I'll be updating the website here pretty soon. Make sure you ch- ch- uh, excuse me. Make sure that you check out freeridersdungeon.blog uh, so you can see everything that we have going on and view some of those resources. Now, never stop creating tribe, and I will see you again this weekend. <laughs> My godson. See you soon, tribe.